This is Talking Out Proud. I'm your host, Kean Straub, and today our guest is a comedian from the Detroit area, Mike Boone. Hello. Oh, hello. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure if this was going to um, be working or not. Sorry, I had to update my Zoom. It was like, oh, you're fine. <laughs> it was like, like, you can't join this meeting with your shitty version of it. <laughs> That's <funny>. <laughs> <laughs> How you been? Good. How have you been? I am good. Just just working. Nice. Yeah. I uh, I got an invite to do. I've only got two invites to do podcasts, and they were both mm-hmm. today and tomorrow. So, oh. <laughs> uh, one of them tomorrow, and the guy was like, "Yeah, is like is like two thirty okay with you?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> <laughs> like it's not okay. like <laughs> I like, love it's like the work day. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like that's crazy i'm like no it's not okay (laughs) (laughs) where do you work um i work at a at a hospital uh well i work for a company and i'm a contractor at the hospital in gross point okay so yeah i I do like uh medical engineering stuff damn that's um sounds really complicated (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's just it's sort of frustrating (laughs) it's like a little bit like we well, like, oh, shoot. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I can. Okay. Um, I was talking through my wireless headphones, but they kind of suck. Um, That's fine. <laughs> uh, I, uh, yeah. Wait, wait, what was I saying? Um, yeah, it's a little weird right now. Well, at first it was weird because um, because it was, like, stressful uh, with yeah. the stuff. Yeah. At first, like, they were like, yeah, don't go out to eat or whatever. And then I'd go to work and I wouldn't bring any food with me. I was like, I don't know oh. what to do. <laughs> I'm so hungry all the time. I was like, I don't know yeah. what. Yeah. That and sounds, yeah. Yeah. And then I learned about snacks. And then, <laughs> but You're like, oh, <laughs> grocery stores. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, well, like at first, like I don't keep snacks in the house because I eat everything. But yeah. <laughs> Then I had to be like, oh, you need to start packing snacks and control yourself. But yeah. where do you work at? Um, I do a very dumb job. I deliver for Amazon. So what? Great. I mean, talk about the most essential work that's... <laughs> yeah, I really... Uh, my job's really important to keep um, Jeff Bezos rich, so... It's, yeah. Yeah. However, though, I will say your job or Amazon is where I go um, when I need to order like stuff and I don't feel like going through like medical um, mm, things. I gotcha. So it does become, it is like a little bit like, important. it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I sit there and I'm like, I hope that the Amazon guy like doesn't quit on me or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I think uh, West Ward works for them too. Oh, really? I'm not sure. He does something now. Some sort of delivery. I think it is Amazon. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. It gets annoying. Mm -hmm. But I guess it's better than other things, so. Yeah. Do you know, shoot, I can't remember her last name now. Um, she's from Seattle. I'm not sure if you know her. But, uh, her name's Andy I something Polish. Um, (laughs) She uh, she does delivery stuff too. She stayed at my house a little while ago, and I just saw her online the other day. Um, 
but yeah, she was saying, she's like, she has like a weird relationship with it. She's like, I've been doing it for like 25 years and I love it. <laughs> it's like yeah. when the days are good and like the company doesn't fuck up my day, it's like I really enjoy it. It's like, oh. you know, you're by yourself and like you can listen to whatever you want and just be outside. It's nice. Mm-hmm. But when they're shitty, it's shitty. Yeah, that's kind of like uh, like my job. Like I... I don't like to talk about it at all because it's like <laughs> it's like I'm trying to keep it like separate in my brain where it's like yeah. that's work stuff and we don't like talk about this in any way or in whatever. Other, yeah. But it is like one of those things where it's like sometimes I'm working like over twelve hour days and I get paid yeah. full time and stuff and it's great, mm-hmm. but like but it's like every once in a while. But like when you're doing that and you kinda like lack sleep, like my brain yeah. can like turn on a dime. But Yeah. Luckily, I, uh... See, I've been working, we've had some 12-hour days, but we don't get overtime unless we go over 40 hours, and I don't go over 40 hours, so... That's annoying. Those days suck. Yeah. Yeah. That's tricky. Yeah, because we, yeah, we're the same thing. If we don't go over 40, then mm-hmm. we don't get overtime. So on holiday weeks, that's always so... Anybody, like, anytime that somebody asks me to stay, like, super late over... Like, because mm-hmm. I'll do a couple, right? Like, I'll do, like, plus yeah. six hours. That's not, I don't have an issue with that. I mean, I'm very, very thankful for the job that I have and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But when it starts to be like way more than that, and then I'm like, oh, and on a holiday week, you don't get it unless mm-hmm. you go like uh, 48 hours. <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> damn it. Not worth it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Um, I did like a introduction before I added you in. So. Oh, no um is there anything you want to know like tell them how you identify or like anything and a human person human person uh, human human being i uh well i guess we got talk about that later. i'm like in like the the q area like the queer questioning mm-hmm. pansexual area because they don't have a p for it right right <laughs> yeah there's not really like a p area so it's kind of like the queer the umbrella yeah yeah like i'm confused like if there was like <laughs> like <laughs> if that was like an confused area with like, the q is yeah yeah, yeah. okay uh, so <laughs> i'm in like that sort of where it's like my parents don't understand or you know, like, you're, you're in like that where it's like a lot of people are like i don't think that you're real and it's like i'm not sure uh, that i am like, yeah yeah that's um, <laughs> i'm kind of in that area uh, for pansexual and problematic I think is <laughs> mostly uh, that's that's great <laughs> <laughs> um when did you like how old were you when you first thought that there was like something like different I guess um well when I was in the third grade <laughs> my friend Mark wrote a note that said Mike is gay and uh it took me like right since then i was like you know what i am or he might have said the f word or something and i was like you know what i am no i'm just kidding that would be awesome if i knew (laughs) (laughs) Um, i was like thinking about it i was like what happens if i immediately turned to him and i was like i am and do you have a problem with that (laughs) in the third grade yeah Yeah. (laughs) it was the 90s so he probably would have but (laughs) i would have been told that i'm acting up for crazy but um uh yeah, I don't, I was in, 
I was like a later teen, so mm-hmm. like 18, 19. And I remember a friend, I was driving in the car uh, with a, a cis female friend and she was saying that, she was like, she's like, I just love, like, she's like, I love love. And she was like talking about that and like that sort of way. And she was like, who the hell do I know who I'm gonna fall in love with and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it could be anybody, like, I don't know. And so I kind of like sat on that for a second and like, as soon as that conversation ended, I was like, oh yeah, no, I fit in that category where okay. it's like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. And then later that year I got cancer and then <laughs> God was like, uh, you're <laughs> uh, bad on you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but I did get <laughs> it was directly related to the gayness. Yeah, we, yeah. Okay. I think it was directly related to my thoughts on uh, <laughs> how I uh, saw myself. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> um, so, I like, did you have a lot of relationships with like females before that, though? Um, not a lot, because I was like pretty young. Yeah, so I had like one relationship for like three. So my first relationship that I ever had lasted like three and a half years. Dang. So it was like it was like kind of in like that spectrum. And mm-hmm. I mean, I I have a queer voice. I talk like I do. I dress crazy. Like I always like <laughs> feel like the way that I dress is like the way that like a guy coming going to a gay club for the first time dresses. But like yeah. I just I've been to hundreds, but I still dress that way. Like, <laughs> Like Everyone I never quite off. figured it out. Like, yeah. <laughs> where, it's like, where it's like somehow I'm still dra- dressing like Jack McFarlane from Will and Grace in the nineties. Like I just haven't figured it out yet. Um but yeah, I've always like acted this way. So I've had people like, like say stuff in that way to me. Even like my first girlfriend was like, Are you bi or whatever? And I was like, mm-hmm. I I was like, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Uh, like they never talk about that sort of thing like yeah it just wasn't it just wasn't in the conversation yeah I feel like that was my biggest thing is that like because I didn't realize my sexuality till I was like um 18 19 either yeah and it was never like like because I just never thought about it like yeah there was never it was never brought up to me it was never like an idea in my head or like I just yeah I just had no idea that I that I could identify with that. Mm-hmm. It is a weird, well, yeah, it's like one of those things where it's like, you, there, there has to be a middle ground. It's like, you can't, like, there is like something where it's like, you're taught when you're younger that like everything is like, this is right and this is wrong and whatever. And then somewhere in the middle, like there's always like a middle thing where it's like, well, whatever. And I kind of, Oh no, you're good. I keep crinkling. I keep crinkling this can, so I feel like I'm in this. Oh, I can't even hear it. You're good. good. (laughs) I was like, like, I'm nervous. Just like, um, yeah. I'm like very, very thankful for these kind of like middle ground situations. Um, and you don't learn that until you're older. My sister and I were talking about this yesterday. It's even like with work stuff, where it's like, like sometimes work is so good, and sometimes work is bad. And sometimes it's just like, okay. And like, you gotta like figure out like where you kind of sit. And like, it's like nice to have like spectrum stuff makes things like, I think like way more tolerant or like for me at least. And I think for a lot of people, it just like, 
it's like there can't be like one or you know like it's hard yeah. to just be like well you're this now or you're that now and some yeah. people are like well i'm i'm in between i don't know <clears throat> but yeah. also with like lgbt stuff it's so i'm so thankful for how things are progressing and how things are changing i mean we're not like completely there yet or whatever but just yeah, yeah. the education stuff mm-hmm. yeah i do think it is um I don't know, like, you're talking about the questioning and stuff and, like, yeah. not really knowing exactly. And I feel like, I feel like even most people who I think have it completely figured out, like, some of them, I don't know, I watch, like, YouTube, a lot of queer people, yeah. and, uh, like, people who I thought, like, had it figured out will even be like, oh, yeah, I'm still also still a little confused about, like, my sexuality or whatever. And so it's like, yeah, I feel like I'm getting away from the mindset of it being like concrete or whatever. And like, and I feel like that's been hard for me because I feel like feeling like you need to know Mm -hmm. has been what's made me figuring it out for myself. I feel like the hardest thing. Yeah. Especially when you have like contradicting feelings or whatever. It's like I dated a lot of guys growing up Mm -hmm. and emotionally I never connected with them, but I know that I still like, sometimes we'll like do a double look at a guy like oh he's attractive but why do I feel this way if I like girls and it's like oh it doesn't have to be one or the other or like a for sure thing Mm -hmm. so I feel like getting away from that mindset is definitely helpful yeah it's it's one of those it's also like there's nothing wrong with the other way either if you're for sure that you're into a certain type of person or whatever go for it I'm so happy for you because that is great. And it's not any easier or any harder than what I'm going through or whatever. Like mm-hmm. everything has their struggles. Like I understand. Um, but the one thing, especially with kind of like these sort of, if you, if there is anything in your body where you're like questioning stuff or whatever, mm-hmm. I mean, the whole world, like it's like education or whatever. It's like, you're always learning. You're always growing yeah. and that sort of thing. So things can change. I mean, I don't think that, maybe not for everybody, but at least for me, like I'm like a different person every like 10 seconds. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I wake up in the morning. Yeah. yeah, like sometimes I have an accent. I'm like, I don't know <laughs> where I'm from. <laughs> like I'm always like changing and I'm always different. So I, it's, funny. it's I also love that um, it's the same thing with like every, or there's a lot of comedians and they tend to be straight comedians or just people who like make that joke like, LGBTQIBLT or oh whatever, my God. You know, like, where it's like it's one of those things where it's like the reason why there are more letters and that sort of thing <laughs> is because like more people are becoming visible and more things are like being defined in a certain yeah and also if you stuff. would stop oppressing more people there wouldn't have to be more letters like yeah and it's one of those things where it's like it's like, I love that because you're growing and learning and changing and that sort of thing. And if mm-hmm. you can't remember the letters, plus always works. Yeah. But, I always uh, go with the plus because I'm yeah. lazy. But Well, yeah, well, it's way easier. It's way easier to fit out a t-shirt. Um, but Keep I, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sometimes I, yeah, I, I'm, but yeah, so that's like one of those things where it's like, it's like I, I just think that all of that, especially in uh, LGBT stuff, where it's just like we just got to keep, 
a, it's it's definitely always growing and always changing. And I think yeah. that that's important. And some people are just going to do that. Like, there's nothing that you can say. I like, because I have a bunch of friends who are guys who like just aren't defined by anything. And they're just yeah. like, they're just like, I don't, I don't define as anything. Sometimes I do this, sometimes I do that, whatever. I tend to, because I just love talking about myself nonstop. So, <laughs> so I tend to like slightly define myself a little bit more than them or whatever. But yeah, that's how I, how I do stuff. But <clears throat> I felt like, uh, I don't know, like with my sexuality, like I felt like, I felt like at the time I needed to define it. And especially because, like, at the age that I was at, it was, like, a, it's something I wanted to do, I guess. And then, like, with my gender, it wasn't something that I really wanted to do. But it, then it was, like, well, I'm going to go on testosterone. And I felt like I couldn't just, like, not say anything and then show up sounding and looking completely different. So it was, like, I just, like, felt like I didn't even have that option, really. Yeah. But if I were to, like, be coming out right now, it's not, like, I don't think I would. Like, I think I would just let it be whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, like, a tricky... Well, and especially now. Well, now it's different because I think that it's more accepted. Like, I, when I was substitute teaching last year at high schools... Now, don't get me wrong. There's definitely still kids that are problematic. I watched a white girl rap along and to a song and say the n-word like it's not great (laughs) like there's still bullies like i understand (laughs) um but like a lot of the schools had like lgbt groups and that sort of thing and oh that's cool yeah and we didn't have that at all like yeah and like that and i'm not saying uh that other schools at the time didn't have it i'm sure that they did because i know that some of my friends were in them at different schools but like I grew up in like the suburbs that was mostly white Reagan. Uh, they call that area like the Reagan era Republicans or whatever. Cause that County made Reagan president in the eighties. Oh, I didn't uh, know that. Yeah. And the little like, uh, go, uh, Macomb County. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, so like, yeah, we just never had that stuff or whatever. And like, I'm so happy that, uh, that, it's like going kind of more a progressive route or whatever. And hopefully at some point, nobody has to define themselves. Yeah. Yeah. People just won't assume and you won't have to correct them. And yeah. yeah. Now, now when you were younger, uh, um, now did you have a bunch of people ask you like if you were, if you were queer or gay or whatever. Like growing up. Yeah. No, I don't think I ever, like, I had a gay friend in high school, Mm -hmm. and I don't know why, like, even though I knew a gay person, it still never even occurred to me that that was something people could be. It was like, oh, that's just, like, his thing. Nobody else can be gay, like, or else I would know if I liked you. Like, I don't know. It was, even though I saw it, it still just never occurred to me. And, like, I wouldn't say people asked me. There was times where, like, my friends would joke and, like, call me a lesbian or something. Uh And, like, I know I'd get kind of, like, insecure about it. And uh, I don't know. Like, But then so then when I came out, it was just, like, I don't know. It was kind of funny to laugh at. And uh, there was, like, a few friends who were, like, oh, okay, this makes sense. 
but yeah. I feel like most people didn't really I don't know think that I was I also mm-hmm. like dated a lot of guys like yeah because I felt really like lost and confused and I was like I want to feel feelings for someone and I don't know why I'm not so I'm just gonna date every single person until I feel that for someone and that didn't work <laughs> Yeah, I was. love, I love repressing things. Like, <laughs> like that's like my favorite, like crazy stuff that I've done for just repressing like one small thing. I'm like, I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. Well, for me, I've always had people being like, uh, like, like I said, like third grade, barely knew what gay was. I saw it on an episode of Step by Step. They explained that it was. <laughs> that it was two men kissing or whatever like that's like all that I knew like I didn't understand (laughs) whatever and somebody's like but yeah it is uh yeah but I've had people tell me all the time and then when I I don't drink anymore but when I was drinking a bunch I would have people like just outside I would say oh hey how's it going and somebody'd be like are you gay like right away (laughs) like say hey what's up (laughs) yeah I would just be like They'd be like, how's it going? I'm like, good. And then they're like, are you gay? Like immediately like yelling at me. And then they're like, I'm cool with it. Trust me, I'm cool. I'm cool. I support <laughs> That's um, funny. And it would just be like this like strange. Uh, yeah, it's just like a strange thing mm-hmm. uh, with that, at least for me. But um, I'm just, I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. I feel like my most memorable thing that was like that, like the most like absurd time that had ever happened to me was, I had a, uh, like, Ford Ranger truck, I think my senior year of high school, mm-hmm. and I remember I, like, you could enter the school from, like, both sides of the street or whatever, so, like, I was pulling in one way, and my friend was coming in the other, and then we get into the school, and she was like, I don't know why, but you looked like a lesbian when you're pulling into school, and I was like, what? <laughs> like, just what driving? <laughs> and I was just like, Okay. <laughs> You look like you could handle that machinery. Right? <laughs> I was like, I just chalked it up to the truck and didn't think twice about it. But <laughs> Well, that's another thing, too. It's like now, because I'm like so into, I live in like a very liberal city. I'm very like, I'm very much immersed in like a LGBT plus focused community or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't notice. I have no dar in any way. Mm, like yeah not like I don't know I don't know what's happened or whatever and I don't think I ever really had it to begin with I would say things just out of repressing stuff when I was younger mm-hmm. um but yeah I don't have any like I don't yeah I feel I the same yeah I wouldn't know and I hope that that's kind of how things are changing and that people are being educated more about that yeah. stuff <clears throat> less stereotyping and stuff yeah yeah I mean, there's still like southern country or southern uh, states and things that, <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, shit. The city that I grew up in got a recycling program, like an at-home recycling program, like five years ago. <laughs> so <laughs> they're not changing that quickly. <laughs> uh, my where I'm from, I don't even think has recycling. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, I remember seeing a post of uh, from a friend that was like. Uh, 
that was like my hometown finally uh, got up with the times of the 1980s or whatever. <laughs> it's like they finally got a recycling program. That's so funny. I'm like, that's nuts. And like, I'm like, I'm like for LGBT stuff and for other things like that, I was like, they're going to take a little while. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get there, hopefully. <laughs> Um, I live a half an hour away from there, and it's like totally different. <laughs> do you? Where do you live? I live in Ferndale. Okay, that's what I thought. I figured. Yeah, that's cool. I like that place. Yeah. Um. um I second. <laughs> if you wanted to say something, you can go ahead. I was just going to ask you another question. Oh no! I was just going to say like a lot of my neighbors are queer, so it's like really fun. Like everybody lives in like lavender and mint greenhouses. Like it's like. <laughs> It's like real great. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I've been there a yeah. few times um, when we were in the area. I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think, like, how do you think it's affected comedy for you? Um, <laughs> people book me less. I don't <laughs> really. <laughs> no, I. Um, I don't think that people book me less. I think sometimes. Well, it depends too. Like. Mm-hmm. If I'm in Michigan or whatever, I'm very careful at kind of where I go. Okay. Um, and sometimes I don't care and I'll just go and do certain rooms or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I've done a lot of, um, this is not offensive to non-comedian folks, or this is not, this is just what, what we call them. They call them like black clubs or urban clubs. Yeah. Um, I feel like every time I say that in front of somebody who's not a They're comedian, they're like, <laughs> I just wait. To like say something awful um yeah. but like i've definitely done like areas like that for open mics and different things and um and normally it goes fine or even like redneck cities or whatever out mm-hmm. in like the middle of michigan or ohio or whatever um i don't hold back though and a lot of my material is questioning sexuality and questioning gender and that mm-hmm. sort of thing like a lot of my material or masculinity mostly questioning sexuality and masculinity a lot of my material is that so it's like i'm not it's really hard for me to change it <laughs> yeah i feel the same way like definitely some of my best stuff has to do with me being trans so i can't just go and not do that material do you find that sometimes I find sometimes if I bring up like queer stuff on a show, I'm immediately like the dirtiest comic that an audience has ever seen. Where it's like, where it's like um, I could like. You can. What were you gonna say? I'm sorry. I could like talk like, uh, innuendo, like say an innuendo, not even mm-hmm. reference like actual sexual acts, but just say like something like a stupid pun. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden, like everyone's like clutching their pearls. Now it doesn't happen often. <laughs> <laughs> but every once in a while I'll, I'll like notice that or I'll have somebody say they're like wow you're really dirty tonight and I was like no I wasn't <laughs> like I barely said anything I feel like uh it might also have to do with the other comedians that we are on shows with because for me I don't feel I guess I've never really felt that way because I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of my comedian friends up like over here have a lot of dark material. So I never yeah. feel like I'm doing anything more extreme than them, really. Yeah, that might be true. Yeah, I, um, cause I've definitely had people walk out of shows before. I've they definitely gotten, uh, 
like stares and just like for sure a lot of disapproval but yeah yeah like one time i was just telling a real tasteful um butt sex joke just <laughs> super t- just the most tasteful um uh joke i gotta take a taste or whatever but um it was and I, this lady was like knitting in the back and there wasn't a lot of people there. Like, let's be honest. I was like performing mm. in front of my parents. I should have known better. I shouldn't have talked like <laughs> that. <laughs> like my parents weren't there, but like it was basically but, an audience. Yeah. <laughs> my parents. And um, this lady uh, was sitting in the back. Uh, she stood up, said I had enough. She put her knitting needles away into her back. Oh and my God. It's <laughs> like, I was like, clearly you're not here to have fun, but <laughs> yeah, that is so funny. I, I think now that, that well, I was gonna say now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like maybe it's because you're telling sex jokes from the perspective of a gay guy, which like when I do them, it's more of just like I guess well, currently it'd be like a straight guy, so I feel like people are gonna end up being less offended by me because yeah. I feel like you just have it harder yeah i don't know it's well i think well i think mostly it's i i shouldn't be performing there i'm not necessarily sure if it's harder or easier or whatever but it's like one of those things where it's like it's like the same thing like there's not too many straight guys that can perform Mm -hmm. in like a liberals like a super liberal space oh yeah yeah i know i know all the rhetoric like whatever i'm not gonna say uh if i was gay i would do this or whatever you know because i don't like i'm not gonna offend anybody for the most part like like i know i i I know what the plus means you know yeah yeah like um uh i think that um for yeah there's just like certain and i i definitely think that you as a comedian or whatever or if you're trying to do any sort of performance or whatever you just try to reach as many people as you can or go out and uh fix your craft or like mm-hmm. uh, work on your craft and that sort of thing but uh it is uh tricky but i don't ever change my comedy for those people um, yeah no because i don't i don't know the things they want yeah. i don't want to be talking about or doing like I feel like you got to stick to what you believe in and what you like to talk about. Mm-hmm. It becomes so. a lot easier when you have more material. Yeah, yeah. Because then you're like, then you're like, okay, well, I've been working on this ten minutes. I can do the first five because it's not that bad. But also, I've gotten so far away from dirty jokes that it's like, mm-hmm. especially like recently, mm-hmm. I. Uh, I've just been like so far away from them. I just like one day I just looked out of the audience and I was like, why am I saying these words? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, this is so dirty. I was like, I'm not really that dirty of a person. Like I'm like a that's pervert funny. or whatever. That's what <laughs> that's what the P in LGBT <laughs> pervert. Um I that's what I identify as is what I should have said. Um but but yeah, I'm not really um I'm not really like yeah, I'm just trying to be like cleaner. And I think that that helps with some of the audiences too. Mm-hmm. And if I make a joke about it up front, if I don't just come out yeah. and be like, like I'm a queer person or whatever. Like sometimes I'll say like, I'm a queer person because I've been to Europe or whatever in <laughs> culture. Like, I always, my first thing is um, like, I'll, I always say I'm trans and I say, feel free to jump me in the men's room after this. And that yeah. usually is like, then we're fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also like one of those things too where, 
Um, I'm also trying to do comedy like a little bit. Uh, I don't know, because like sometimes I've definitely changed stuff before though for like club things. Mm-hmm. Like I was performing like at this one club and um, they just told my friend that all of his material was like too gay or whatever. Oh, so I still had a queerish set, but I would say instead of it being like super outward, it was more like tapping under the bathroom stall. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like Republicans really enjoyed it or whatever. Um, I, 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 um, no, I'm just, it was like, but like some of that, because it, it was like one of those things where it was like, I like looked out in the crowd or whatever, and I was like, this is a f- more family friendly crowd. Mm-hmm. It's like, I can't go out and be like, be like, the, tell the story of whatever, a naked hot tub time or whatever, you know, like you just have to be like, oh, yeah. Um, but I try to chalk it full of like, I mean, all of my jokes, cause that's, I mean, I'm almost only interested in, in like queer pop culture stuff. So mm-hmm. all of my, that, that's where all my references come from. I seriously, I don't use references because of that. Like, I feel like I go out to shows and I hear these comedians, you know, making references and it's like. I don't know like where I was or what I was doing my entire childhood because I know nothing. I know like no pop culture references or anything. And it's like mm-hmm. the only thing I could reference is like queer YouTube videos. And that's it. Like that consumed all of me. And now I know nothing that everybody else knows. It is super weird because it's the same thing. Like I have like, as much as I say that like drag race is like this like big show and that drags mainstream or whatever, mm-hmm. nobody fucking knows any of it. Like I, mm-hmm. and I hang out with mostly queer people. Like I don't have a ton of people to talk about drag race with. And that's like really? in my life over the past couple of years. Yeah. Like, and I know that like a bunch of people watch it. I see people on the internet saying that they watch it, but I can't <laughs> <laughs> like, but it's the same thing. Like, uh, or even when I was younger, like, I was kind of always, like, attracted to, like, queer things. And I know that, like, this is not that queer. But, like, as, like, somebody who doesn't own a home or whatever, watching HGTV, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you watch HGTV and, like, all the women are inspiring and all the men are attractive. Like, it was, yeah. like, <laughs> it was like, and then you just sit there and then you're, like, okay, well, that's super cool. Or, like, uh, Food Network. Mm-hmm. Like, Ina Garden, Ina Garden, Barefoot Contessa, like her husband is uh, like very queer or like very, uh, he he doesn't act super masculine. Mm-hmm. And then uh, all of her friends are queer. So it's like, <laughs> she like <laughs> makes like subtle references while she's drinking wine or whatever. She's just like super great. She's yeah. another one who's like, she like secretly on like a family friendly program or whatever. Yeah, but can still reference it. Yeah. Yeah. She like taps under the bathroom stall. <laughs> um, that's great. Yeah. So that's always been kind of, yeah. So, but with comedy stuff, it is like a little bit tricky making those kind of references. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and especially like YouTube references. Like there's been definitely like people that I've been obsessed with that I've been watching for years on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's like, I can never talk about any of that, despite the fact that that's yeah. my life. <laughs> it's like the thing I know most about and I can't even talk about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or podcasts. I like, 
I've listened to the same episode of a podcast probably like one <laughs> five times. I know it inside and out, and it's like I can't talk to this about this to anybody. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> just this. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Um. So uh, I said we should talk about um, safe spaces. You said you like. Uh, you like safe spaces. <laughs> oh, I love a safe space. Oh, give me a safe space. I uh, <laughs> Right now, uh, my home is currently, uh, most of the time I feel safe. Um, sometimes I feel too lonely. And I don't know. <laughs> sometimes I'm like, I need other safe spaces. Um, quarantining alone is definitely tricky. You, I, so you live by yourself? Yeah. Well, I was in a relationship when all this started. And... Um, <laughs> It was like an early one. It like started in okay. January, whatever. So, and it was going good. And then all of a sudden, uh, uh, COVID happened. And then he just kind of like shut down a little bit. And mm. it was like a tricky situation where it was like, I don't know exactly what to do here. And, um, but uh, so we ended up mutually breaking up. But, yeah, so now I'm just like alone in this place and I'm like, yeah, let's talk about safe spaces. Cause I <laughs> just close uh, your eyes and imagine you're at one. Yeah. Well, I guess the first time that I ever saw the first time that I ever saw a safe space was I was at MSU, uh, I think it was before I was going to college, and they had a room that was like specifically for it said like women only, men only upon invite or whatever. And it was like a study hall or something for um for people to feel, and I just remember like looking at that and being like, oh, what a cool, like, what a cool idea. Like I never even yeah. thought of that before. Honestly, I had never thought about it of like in that way, in a non-queer way. That's pretty yeah. cool. I was like, what a, like a neat idea where you can be away from people. Like if you're having issues or whatever with men or that sort of thing, and you can just kind of be in there and be away. Now. There was also a time where I was kicked out of like, I went to some poetry reading or something <laughs> and it ended up being like a women's only like feminist. Oh, and I was yeah. like, oh, but I'm, and then they were like, oh no, you can't be here. <laughs> I think at that point I was like, F safe spaces. <laughs> this um, but but uh, no, I just like them. I remember I was in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio a couple of years ago and I was outside of a bar and um, it was a drag bar and there's a drag queen there named Sarah Jessica Darker and she's great. If you ever go to Cincinnati, go see her. She's fantastic. But um, they, uh, this like young, younger person than me, I'm in my thirties now, but he was, he was probably at the time like five or six years younger than me just fresh out of college. But he it was like, he was like, yeah, we're just going to go to another bar because I'm so tired of people calling these, like, saying that, like, or he's like, I'm so tired of being at a gay bar or whatever. He's like, it's 2015. Every bar is a gay bar or something. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, you are so close to Mitch McConnell's state. Like, what the hell are you talking about? Why is this a gay bar? I was like, that's crazy. I was yeah. like, you're nuts. I was like, that is that. I was like, you are very, very close to the South. <laughs> like, In 2015. Yeah, no. Uh. I was just like, that's not, like, that's insane to me. Um, mm -hmm. 
Yeah, because safe spaces are definitely, and I think it's like so important, like even like what we were saying earlier, where it's like when you are confused about stuff or when you're not 100% sure when you're coming out, like Mm -hmm. how else are you going to meet queer people, you know? Yeah. You're not going to meet them at school or whatever. You're going to meet them in these spaces. Like here in Ferndale, we have affirmations, Mm -hmm. um, which I'm not, I'm for a hundred percent, I don't know a ton about it, but I, I've done a couple comedy shows there and stuff, and they seem like they do really, really good work, and they put on a bunch of workshops and different things that's and whatever. Cool. And I think that that's like super important for that. Sort yeah, of, especially when you're young, because you can't go to gay bars when you're young. Yeah, yeah, you gotta have somewhere to go. I got really lucky because I don't think I would have. I don't know. Like when I started to realize that I was attracted to girls, I. Well, that was like the summer before I went to college mm-hmm. and then I realized it and then I just kind of like decided to ignore it again mm-hmm. and then I moved into my dorm, was ignoring it and then found out that my RA was gay mm-hmm. and then like me and him became like best friends and I, if that wouldn't have happened, like I don't even know if I would have ever, I mean I'm sure I would have came out but probably like not for a while. So I feel like, yeah, having that was, like, really, uh, I just, yeah, I don't know where I would be if that hadn't happened. Because you definitely need examples. It's, Mm -hmm. I don't know that anybody would understand anything. Like, I, I'm so, like, and I'm a slow learner. Like, I have, I have degrees and stuff and whatever, but I am the slowest learner that has ever existed. Like, I don't understand (laughs) anything. Like, things have to be explained to me multiple times. Like, you couldn't have, I, I had no idea what kissing actually was for. Like, I didn't know. <laughs> like, I, like, I just, I'm just so, like, I don't get, like, I just don't get stuff. Um, and in relationship things, I mean, in this year, in this last relationship, I cried during the breakup. I don't think I've ever done that before. I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever, like, I've broken up with close to, I've been in probably, like, six to seven-ish relationships that that actually like or that actually like required a breakup yeah like a real relate yeah yeah and um and yeah I don't think I've ever I might have cried a little bit but this time I was actually feeling like tears or whatever. <laughs> like I was like pretty proud of myself I was like wow you're really doing it you really got That's emotion funny. um but yeah I'm just so slow at all that stuff and without any sort of examples or whatever. And there weren't a ton of examples. I mean, you had the Fab Five and Queer or, or you had the Queer Eye and Will mm-hmm. and Grace, but those aren't. Did you ever, like the show that like made me realize it, I watched, um, have you heard of Faking It? It was on MTV. Yeah. That's the show that did it for me. Mm-hmm. That was, yeah, I was living in an apartment and I was binge watching that and and then I was like, oh, shit, that's, uh, I definitely feel that way. <laughs> and then let's ignore it some more. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. Well, the ignoring part is the most important part of anybody's coming out experience. <laughs> Where it's like, it's fine. I can be miserable for the rest of my life. Like, I don't need to be. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, it's okay. I'll just pretend. I was like, I'm, adjust- <laughs> I'm adaptable. I'm fine. <laughs> that- <laughs> well, that's another part that's like, I think that that's a lot 
a lot of times why queer people tend to be more like artistic or expressive is because they took so much self-reflection to get to any yeah. point of like feeling comfortable. Mm-hmm. So it becomes that way where it's like, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I would have loved to been, uh, well, if I didn't have cancer at 19, um, <laughs> I would have loved to been more queer <laughs> um, when I was younger. Yeah. But I'm just a slow learner. Like I, I wouldn't have, I, I just didn't know. It took me mm-hmm. a long time to get there. And um, and so, and now I, but even now I have friends that are coming out all the time and they're in their mm-hmm. 30s and stuff. They're, yeah. they're, they're just like, this whole time I just said I wasn't attractive, attracted to this sex and then all of a sudden uh, I actually questioned it one day and I was like, oh, I am. I was like, maybe I was repressing it. And I was like, yeah, well, that's what happened. <laughs> right? Like, if you just don't even think about it, it, like, doesn't, I don't know. It's so crazy how it can just, like, fly under the radar and you don't even know it. And then, yeah. like, after you realized it, did you have any moments of, like, looking back of being like, oh, how did I not see that? I think I always kind of, I've always had that sort mm-hmm. of thing. And I've I've done the thing, like, the one thing is that I've always, like, questioned it, too. You know, like, mm-hmm. you look at a magazine, and there's, like, a man in a swimsuit or a woman in a swimsuit, and then you're like, which one do I like better? <laughs> you're, like, trying to figure it out or whatever. I mean, Funny. it's always been, like, that sort of way, where it's, like, um... And there's definitely been moments where I was like, I think I'm into sports now. And it's like, no, you're not. You've never never liked football. You're just like, I'm like watching football and I'm going through my mom's like star magazine or whatever, looking at the dresses (laughs) that I wore the red carpet. I'm like, what the hell are you? (laughs) No, I'm just in any of that. Um, But I think, yeah, that's tricky with that sort of thing. But I, I think it was like harder for me to just like come to terms with that sort of stuff. Yeah. It's, it, it is tricky. Cause like your whole life, you're like all these people. Well, for me, everybody was saying, Oh, you're this, Oh, you're this, like you, mm-hmm. whatever, you're a queer person or you're gay, like blah, blah, blah. And all these things and all these awful words and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, well, maybe I am, but I don't want to make them right. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's the worst. Here, like the people who are the biggest monsters to me are men. And then mm-hmm. I have to be like, oh, also, uh, I kind of want to kiss you sometimes. Like, it's, like, <laughs> it's like, what? Like, I feel like queer guys, yeah, I feel like queer guys have to deal with that the most out of anybody, probably. Like, I, f- I mean, yeah, I feel like queer guys get the most um, hate for being stere- stereotypically queer. I had somebody scream the F word out of the car um wow seriously like like two weeks ago what? and it was crazy and don't get me wrong i was listening to a a, a lesbian song about making out in a gay bar <laughs> and i was wearing very, very short shorts like i deserved it but <laughs> and he also like he also the way that the way that the person said it it was more like um like a rooster crowing like it like seemed like it was like really in there like it was like, <laughs> it was, like a while before it came out or whatever like it was very strange. <laughs> <laughs> like he really like it was like more visceral than it was anything. <laughs> That's crazy though. It was crazy. Like I, uh, yeah, that was nuts. I don't know. I definitely think for people who are 
questioning or whatever, or if you have any like things, like reaching out to people is like so important. Safe spaces, mm-hmm. like finding those places. Yes. I mean, we do queer comedy shows in Detroit like a lot. I don't mm-hmm. know how often that you guys do that in Grand Rapids, but I mean, yeah, it's probably. I I mean, I wish we had more in like. I mean, I run my open mic, but that's open to anybody. But mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I went to I went to Cleveland once. And um, it was just me and one other person on the show who was queer. And the guy goes, wow. He's like, I've never, we've never had this many queer people on the show since last year. (laughs) Yeah. Well, like what makes a, what, what, what makes a gay open mic? It's like two comedians who are queer and 20 straight guys talking about how everyone in the room is gay. It's like, like that's all that it takes. I mean, um, but I, uh, yeah, I mean, those, those like, going to queer events or whatever, or, like, binge-watching The L Word <laughs> is important. The L Word helped me with that a lot, too. I definitely, I watched that after I realized it. That was, yeah. yeah. Well, that was one of those, I don't know why, but I'm, like, super into that show. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it in a long time. And like I said, I'm kind of dumb, so my brain doesn't, like, I can't remember a lot of the characters' names. But I yeah. was so, I, like... This is before binge watching was a word. Like I like ingested. <laughs> yeah, I definitely put way too much of my um, own time into that. That was that's a long show. Yeah, yeah. There's, um, there's a lot of season. Well, another thing, uh, really quick with like mm-hmm. queer stuff too. It's like I think, yeah, like safe spaces are important just even to learn like the vernacular like just to learn like the words that people use and stuff yeah because i don't even know like i mean i'm not saying like to learn like oh or whatever. <laughs> yes, <laughs> or, like, i'll like, gather around to practice your yeah, ours. That's, like practicing our tongue pops or whatever or, yeah like, <laughs> can't yell yes queen with the message you know like and that's not i've never i've maybe one time snapped my fingers but <laughs> <laughs> um, but there is like a vernacular of learning things or whatever. I mean, and especially for like even like queer sexual stuff, like like mm-hmm. there's definitely like all sorts of things. I mean, even the other day, or sometimes I say on stage, uh, I talk about like sometimes people are on a top or a bottom, they're a side or whatever, and everyone's like, <laughs> Oh, that's such a funny word that you made up. I was like, That's not <laughs> it's like no, no no, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, it's not even in, it doesn't have to be in queer relationships. It can even be in heterosexual mm-hmm. relationships. Like, um, but yeah, I think for safe spaces and that sort of thing, that's super important. I mean, uh, I wish that some words would go away, like uh, like all the classifications for queer men or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that's, the animals. That's, yeah, the animals, the bears, <laughs> the Twinkies, or the Twinks. And yeah. I, yeah, because all of that stuff is... Well, I think it's just stressful for me because I don't fit into any of those categories. <laughs> I also feel like, like they're just over, like... It's, I don't know, it's, like, cliche now, I feel. Or, like, but I don't know. Like, it's just overused as a joke. Yeah. It's not, yeah. Well, the one thing with it, too, is, like, um, that's not my sort of... That, that feels like... That's, like, the type of masculinity that I don't care for is, like, that predatory... Like, mm-hmm. I'm looking for this specifically. Yeah, and whatever. if you don't fit like that, that, then, yeah. 
Yeah. And I never, that doesn't make any sense to me. So I've never like, that's one thing. But then again, the people that I tend to hang out with are, are like more artists or whatever to where like everybody's like on the spectrum for sexuality. Yeah. Just super open. Yeah. <clears throat> that's nice. Um, As there is. Four hours long. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're fine. There is one question that I um, want to ask everyone that's on this. Um, were you ever homophobic or transphobic? I don't. I don't think so. I've definitely outed people by accident. <laughs> Um, and by accident, I mean probably more on purpose because I was just being kind of shady and weird. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't. Uh, oh boy, do I keep my freaking mouth shut now? I am so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's like a lesson. Like, uh, those are like things where it's like, I, um, yeah, no, I try my best. And especially, it's even like the same thing. Like, uh, a big thing for me is like, I work a lot and I do a lot of stuff. The last thing that I want to do is go out and argue with somebody. Yeah. And like, at the most like base level, like, first of all, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, obviously. I don't, mm-hmm. I, uh, I try to like, I try my best to understand everybody's perspective or do mm-hmm. my best to research, try to understand or whatever. But at the very, very base level, and this has kind of followed me my whole life, like I don't have like a ton of time to hang out. So when I do hang out, I'm like, I want to be, have a good time. Like, I don't yeah, you don't want to be arguing. Yeah, I don't want to be offensive to anybody. So I I haven't done a, ho- a, to- a whole ton of um, homophobic stuff, but I, I think I, I have outed people before, but that's just because I, I have a mouth on me. Um, <clears throat> but I mean, all of that becomes learning yeah uh, i think that it's i think that it's uh tricky i've seen people though or there's definitely been uh friends of mine who have been in that way i mean i was definitely homophobic and transphobic mm-hmm. before and then you know i feel like it was mostly internalized though you know it's just like trying to repress it and stuff and you're like no that's weird and gross i can't be that and then it's yeah. like well, it's all I, I don't trust anything somebody under the age of 25 says because yeah you know like and even over 20 i don't trust anything that i say but i it's like one of those things where it's like it takes a while to formulate like your true opinions or whatever mm-hmm. and i think that it is tricky i mean we used to like like we used to call each other the f word and that sort of thing mm-hmm. i kind of stopped in high school but like that was like, I mean, uh, everybody did. I don't know. Yeah, no, I grew up, I always called my brother that. And like, that was like the one thing that I knew would like make him the most mad. Yeah. And so I'd always like resort to that. It's a tricky, that that word I can't say on stage. Uh, um, I think I've said it a few me. times. I've tried. It doesn't work for whatever reason. I I kind of changed it. I think I switched it out for just saying queer instead because yeah. it is like it's hard. Yeah, I mean, it just sounds super harsh no matter what. Yeah, it's like a tricky one where it like catches people off guard. But it's yeah. hilarious because some straight people say it. Yeah. 
Um, and I'm over here. Uh, <laughs> I'm over here in like my uh, in my like rainbow flag outfit or whatever. <laughs> it's like one word, and they're like, "Whoa!" Um, but yeah, it's a. I mean, I. That's a good question. <laughs> That's a fun question. I yeah. just like it because I feel like a lot of people who are queer at some point were homophobic or transphobic. And I think it shines like sheds light on the fact that like we weren't all like that. Like, I don't know. You can change, I guess, is the yeah. whole thing. But that's full circle. I mean, the whole narrative is like learning and growing and how mm -hmm. important that all of that is. I mean, um. I mean, look at those Republican senators who came out and then they're like, oh no, you don't understand. I'm queer now and I respect all of you guys and like, <laughs> like, like me now. And it's like, well, you did things like, yeah. <laughs> as long as you're not like repressing a group for like 30 years and then once you're white guys, you come out like. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I mean, can, most things can be forgiven. But yeah, I was in no uh, position of power while I was those things. So. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like and you're so nice too i can't imagine that you ever really heard anything. i definitely like i don't know like one of my most vivid memories is like i had this friend this female friend that like it was a very touchy-feely person mm -hmm. and i would always like get freaked out and be like i don't like i don't want to be hugged because like like i feel like i don't know it was like it felt super gay to me yeah. and like that was like the most homophobic i ever was <laughs> Oh, oh, I actually, um, I was, I wasn't homophobic when I was younger, but I am now. I don't care for <laughs> musicals. <laughs> um, I had a joke, or it might not even been a joke, it just might have been something that I was saying. I don't remember the before times now. Um, but <laughs> uh, there was something about, I was like, oh, every time that I, like, am, like, seeing uh, somebody of the same sex, or even, like, I've... Most of the women that I did are also queer. Um, anytime that I'm like dating a, a queer person, uh, I get super homophobic out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> become super straight. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I thought that we should have rights, but maybe we should have. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> um. <laughs> That's so funny. I feel like, honestly, like, I really relate to that as of lately, because it's like, I don't know, when me and my fiancé got together, we were both female, so it's like, being a straight couple has been, like, something super new that we're trying to, like, navigate and both be comfortable, and, like, it's been a weird time. <laughs> Did you, there is, uh, they break up in the show, though, which is a bummer, but there's a, uh, shoot, I can't remember what that show is called, but it's about San Francisco. Um, this sounds cool. familiar, but I don't yeah, know. Um, it's on Netflix. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but oh wait, uh, is it like there's like that house that they all gather at? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember the name either, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, but yeah, they there's like a whole story arc about that where mm -hmm. it's like, um, they were like, are we just straight now? Like what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it's, yeah, it's so weird. Well, it's, I mean, that's another thing with like the growing and changing. And I'm so, mm -hmm. like, I love that. I mean, I love that people question themselves. 
I don't trust somebody who's always right or whatever. And I, yeah. I'm, I work in science, so I have a ton of people who are uh, always right. But no they're like, else, yeah. Yeah, but they're super huge assholes. And it's yeah. like, it's like, I don't necessarily want to hang out with you if you're always yeah. correct or whatever. Like, I love people that are constantly questioning and whatever. And I think yeah. that that's a healthy way of being. Yeah, you don't ever want to get um, too stuck on anything. Yeah. But then also that being said, I have like crazy amounts of anxiety. So maybe I should like <laughs> bolt something down or whatever. <laughs> I don't think I've ever stood still. <laughs> something like, to hold on to. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, maybe I should like define myself on something. <laughs> because right now That's this funny. constant question is making me crazy. <laughs> but yeah. Right. Um do you want to tell them where they can find you if they want to check you out? Um, I'm on bike. I'm at bike moon on everything. It's Mike Boone, but the M and the B switch. So it's B I K E M O O N E. Um, <laughs> I had a friend call me that once and I was like, yeah, that's going to be my handle and everything. So I literally went I through and love that it is. I, <laughs> every time I go to talk to you or like, like I was trying to tell Katie that uh, we are doing this and I just call you bike moon now. So yeah. It's great. I actually, yeah, um, that's fair. So one more thing. Are you mm-hmm. missing pride? Missing it? Yeah. What a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope, I don't know. I'm trying to, you know, keep my spirits up and do what I can from my apartment. So we'll see. I hope. I mean, we what had Nazis that? last year, so. You what? <laughs> we had Nazis at pride last year really yeah the i we did a we actually did a comedy show at our pride last year that i got to be part of which was really cool that's so so cool we were talking about doing that but yeah we had uh i don't know it's like every comedy show where you're talking about doing it and then it never we're doing one we're gonna do one on zoom um it's just me sydney smith and uh ginger ambrosia nice because uh, we're gonna just ginger. try to raise huh i love ginger so much <laughs> <laughs> she's great yeah we uh we're gonna do a fundraiser for the pride center here so that's great yeah looking forward to doing it but also terrified because it's been who knows how long at this point <laughs> i know and then zoom is a whole different medium but the yeah. way that i think about the way that i think about zoom is that everybody has a bad time on it and right uh, <laughs> The only people who are having good times on it were comedians that never got laughs before. So like, <laughs> They're used to that. So yeah. yeah, it's like bad comedians like love it because it doesn't matter to them. Yeah. Like yeah. I think that that, because I can't imagine that anybody's enjoying it. I know. I'm trying to just go into it with like, well, we're doing what we're, we can. And so whatever, whatever happens, happens. Yeah, that's fun. I love Ginger. Ginger's the best. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, I got one last thing, and I'm gonna <laughs> you're you're fine. Get 75 hours. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, finishing up on safe spaces, uh, just real quick, taking it back there. Uh, it was so like, it's like safe spaces are important, even in the way of like the independent, despite the fact that it being like a uh, uh, like it's not necessarily a queer space or whatever. They've had like a ton of queer comedians there. That's where you and I met. Yeah. And like, it was important for that sort of, or like, 
it's great because then I get to see people on stage and then I can be like, oh, well, that person and I will have a shorthand. Like I knew as soon mm -hmm. as like I saw you, I was like, oh, we're going to be able to talk. <laughs> or yeah, yeah. So, um, and it's just, I don't know. I Yeah, because I remember the first time that I met you, I was like, this is great. I was like, we're going to be <laughs> friends. <right?" laughs> I know. I wish we have seen each other more since then, though. I really. Yeah, yeah. it's been, yeah, well, it's been a year now, but. Um, yeah. I, uh, I'll have to get out to Grand Rapids soon and hang out with everybody. And I'm see supposed Jandere. to be the, down there in July if it still happens. So okay. hopefully. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, because I know Planet Am is trying to stay closed for a little while because Hamtramck's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll see trying. what happens. Yeah. All right. Well, we will um, end this here. And um, I uh, thank you so much for inviting me onto your podcast. I'm having a blast. And I'm very, very sad about <laughs> us not doing Pride this year. But I know. I know. I hope that everybody listening takes a sniff of their poppers and <laughs> the times to come. Okay. Well, thank you All so right. much. Talk thank you. you. Yes. Bye -bye. See ya. That is it for this episode of Speaking Out Proud. There's a new episode out every Tuesday of Pride Month featuring a different queer comedian. Thank you for listening.